Hey guys, Joe here from the Modern Heathen Man. How are you guys tonight? I hope I'm meeting you well. Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys, while I'm out traveling, it's not always feasible to carry my whole big altar box with me. So sometimes I like a little something in my pocket. And I found a great place to get that from. That's Odin's Beard Woodworking. Great little place out there. It makes small little pocket altars for you with candles and um, gods and everything in them, little sayings and such. Wonderful work that this man does. Cars everything by hand. He has a couple things going on here. He has little pocket altars that I'm talking about for $25. He has small D poles of five to six inches for $40. Seven to eight inches for $45. Nine to 10 for $50. And 11 to 12 for $60. He has 26 different deities to choose from and more coming every day. Your choices right now are Odin, Thor, Tyr, Loki, Freyr, Balder, Bragi, Hamdal, Njord, Fenrir, Ullr, Vidar, Hermod, Hel, Freya, Ostri, Scotty, Sif, Air, Frigg, Var, Thrud, Idun, Sigun, Ran, and Yord. That's a lot of different gods to choose from. So he can meet anybody's needs. Tell him what you want. You can go ahead and find him at www.odinsbeardwoodworking.com. He also has a Facebook page, and I know he does some stuff live every once in a while that you can actually watch him carve those things. Anyway, give him a good uh, look-see there and see if he has something that you can use. I guarantee his little pocket ultras will come in handy for you. So anyway, thanks, guys. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Hey everyone, Joe here from Modern Heathen Man. Believe it or not, this is like the fourth or fifth time I'm trying to do this today, but here I am. I'm here with Kelly today. Hello. And I want to welcome you to the latest installment of Modern Heathen Man. Um, we're going to talk a little bit today about baggage and the baggage we carry with us when we go from one thing to heathenry. Um, with that all said, let's jump right in. So grab yourself a cup, grab yourself a horn, grab yourself some meat or some coffee or some hot chocolate, and join me for Modern Heathen Man. So, when I say baggage, what I mean is those things that we carry with us from one, I don't want to say specifically religion, or one path to another. Um, whether we like it or not, we all have it. And before I actually begin, I'm going to start with this caveat. I'm not singling anybody out. I'm not specifically talking about anyone unless I specifically say their name and this is honestly just a generalization of the idea behind what I'm talking about so with that said I'm going to begin when I talk about the different baggages that we carry with us I'm talking about things that have happened to us in prior either paths kindreds religions or what's the thing of which is called covens so well even that would be a path yeah I, depending on like because there are solitaries and there are right, covens right. and there are socials and there's different aspects of that too yeah. churches and things like that that we move from one to another and while we do that we carry things with us so um give you a good case in point um joe schmo is attending a church and Joe Schmo doesn't have money to look the churchy part, okay? And people talk about him, and he catches them talking about him. 
uh, Joe Schmo no longer wants to be part of that church, and he moves on. He goes someplace else. Now, when he goes someplace else, do we think that he's going to be more susceptible to that type of thing, or more looking out for that type of thing, or more, you know, noticeably perturbed about that type of thing? So that those are the, some of the things I'm talking about. Other things I'm talking about are things that you expected from one place to another. So, um, like I'll just say, as a goatee, uh, people expect to be able to come to me and, I don't want to say confess, but basically confess and do all this other stuff and expect me to, you know, fully guide them the way they're supposed to go. Um, and they don't understand that I'm not a reverend. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a father. That's not what I do. So things like that happen sometimes, and we have to steer them in that right direction. And any ideas of other stuff? I, I don't think necessarily baggage is always a bad thing, though. I think no, there's some good baggage, but there's some... Yeah, there's yeah some... I mean, I, I don't want to focus just on the bad stuff. Right. I mean, there's things that, you know, coming from being in different religions you bring to the table when you come to a new, a new right. path as well. Right. You know, you could bring an idea from something else that may incorporate into another place very mm-hmm. well. So you're talking about the, the way that you dress, like the way that somebody dressed to go to church and, and that not being like the accepted way to dress to go to right. church. But then somebody else may say, hey, you know, it's okay to dress however you feel like it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the funds to dress like, we have a thing about dress like a Viking this weekend. Right. You know, some of us, some of them have come to us and said, hey, I really want to participate, but I really don't have the money to dress like a Viking. Okay, still come, no matter what. Yeah, it, yep. it doesn't matter to us. We want you there because we want you there. Not because you feel like you, you know. Have you, to dress yeah, this way. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to dress this way to come join us. Right. And there's other baggage that I want to talk about. You know, things that people carry with them, um, so I talked a little bit a little bit before about how when we kind of shun people away from heathenry, how we allow them to perceive their own idea of what it is or come up with their own ideas of how this works or how that works and different things like that. So if you mix these two together, if you, you know, get that little bit of shunning going on and you get that where you're bringing baggage in from one place to another, you get a... I don't want to say convoluted or watered down, but you get an idea of what's going on that's not true. Right. Um, you follow your own path, and, and that's not necessarily bad, but um, when you meet other heathens like that, it becomes an issue. Um, case in point, you know, people, they're buying a lot of stuff off of Wish, like a lot of hammers and stuff off of Wish. They're not looking at the symbol that's on that hammer, or they're just happy to get the hammer and they put the hammer around their neck. Well, if that symbol isn't appropriate, then they're going to go to some place that's full of, um, I don't want to say good heathens. Devout heathens. Devout heathens. Heathens that, yeah, heathens that are heathen because they're heathen and been for a long time, and they already know the deal. Um, where this young heathen doesn't understand what's going on and just is really happy to have their hammer, they're now wearing this thing and not knowing what it means. Or 
Um, people that are wearing armbands but don't know what those armbands represent or stand for and just like, oh, I want to wear an armband because it's cool, but they're not swearing allegiance to anything or oathing to anything and wearing the band. So these are baggages that we carry with us that we bring from one place to another, a lack of understanding, a lack of questioning, a lack of studying because, you know, in the other faiths, they don't want you to study. They don't want you to ask questions. They don't want you to make your own decisions based on your own ancestors and, you know, what the God tells you and so on and so forth because that's a bad, because that's not in the scope of things. Well, I think part of that comes from when when you get the symbol of something, you know, when you are a Christian, you wear a cross to represent that you're a Christian. Mm -hmm. So we take that idea of using the jewelry or using a symbol that we Rep have to representation of. to more look the part of what we feel we are. Right, right. So, you know, I have several, well, I have a couple of Thor's hammers. One that you've taken over for your altar, for mm -hmm. your pocket altar. One that Joe made me. I don't wear it every day. I have one on, as a tattoo on my chest. I don't wear a hammer every day, mm -hmm. but I wear a hammer every day. Right. Um, but I don't wear an outward hammer every day. But I don't feel the need to look the part. If I if I have the if if I have it in me, mm -hmm. I don't feel the need to look the part every day. Right. You know, I I dress in a gothic style because that's what I enjoy. But that doesn't. I'm not gonna put. I don't put it out there every day that I'm a Norse pagan because I don't feel the need to. Right. And, you know, did that come from a baggage thing you carry with you? It could be. I else? mean, it, it could. Right. I, I just, right. I, I haven't, part of it is I haven't found a hammer that I actually really like that's, you know, kind of dainty enough for me to wear every day or, you know, the ones that I have are on long chains. They get in the way of me at work. So I'm trying to find something that's kind of small, kind of dainty, kind of feminine, and on a shorter chain that I, and, you know, not just a leather cord, but on an actual chain that I can wear every day and be comfortable in. So I want to delve in a little bit to some of this baggage that people carry with them. I want to mainly talk about um, the baggage that comes from, I don't want to say Christianity and, and call it out, but that's what I really want to do. I, I really want to talk about the baggage that comes from the idea of a Christian church to a pagan, um, to a pagan style, to a pagan path, to a pagan um, group, whatever you want to call lifestyle. it. The pagan lifestyle, right? You know, we have our kindreds and we have everything else, but a kindred is not a church. And this is where um, most of the things get convoluted and changed. You know, when you're in a church, everybody calls you brother or sister. You know, when you're in a kindred. You don't want to do that. And I, I have a friend of mine, uh, Jesse Stillwagon, and he does, what's the name of his thing again? Midgard Musings. Midgard Musings. And he, mm -hmm. he did a really good thing about don't call me brother. Mm -hmm. And I get that. You know what I mean? And I understand that because you're not my brother, you know? Mm -hmm. So I understand that he holds allegiance to his family and holds allegiance to his kindred only. Mm -hmm. um, with that said, there are some people out there that call everybody brother or everybody sister who is in the kindred and or in a context of heathenry. Um, that's not the way it's supposed to be. And that's a carryover baggage from, uh, 
Christianity because everybody's a brother or sister in Christianity. You have brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so. And we carry that baggage with us when we go from one to another. And it's hard to, I want to say, uh, unlearn that or short-circuit that in the sense that we expect those people to be brother or akin to us in our following, in our path, and so on and so forth. So that's one of the pieces of baggage. The second piece of baggage is not understanding how the roles of the kindred offices work. Um, when it goes to the Gothi, and it goes to the um, Dryden, and it goes to the Volva, or it goes to the Seether, or the, the, the Scald, or the, Ga or the Galder, what do all of those offices mean, and how do they work, and what portion of those offices do you need to contact to do things? You know, I forgot the Rune Master, I apologize. You know, you have the Rune Master, too. So... Can everybody in the in the church or church board? I said, see, <laughs> I did it myself. Can everybody on the kindred board read runes? They should, you know. Um, but does everybody on the church board able to translate the Bible? You know, we we don't know. And the problem is, we carry that baggage with us from one to the other, and we expect it to be semi the same, and it's not. Um, songs, you know, singing songs together. That's another thing we carry from one to the other, you know. And, you know, a lot of people begin their heathen stuff with uh, heathen-type music and heathen-type this and heathen-type that, turning it into a quasi-Christian church service. And that's not what it is. And a lot of times we relegated the bloat to become the sacrament from the church. Right. You know, we, we treat it the same way. And these are all baggages that we carry with us. And this is why we have such a hard time with people doing home bloats and things to their families because those people have never learned how to do those things in church at home. So that must not carry over to heathenry because we go to a special place to worship. We don't stay here. You know, in one way... I admire the Amish for their concept of no church. There's not one specific building that they meet at to have no, their services. They meet in other members' barns. Barns, houses, houses right, right, so on and so forth. Teaching children that, you know, this this thing can be done anywhere. You can do it in your barn with the cow next to you. You can do it in your house with your kids next to you. If you want to, you can do it in the bathroom while you're doing this, that, or the other thing. That's just allowed because that's the way it is. You do it wherever you want to. So, and there's no shame. There's there's nothing against setting up sacred spaces. There right. are things such as hofs that are gathering places or halls that we can gather in, or even you know a, a specified person's land because they have the room for everybody yeah, to, to to join. Well, in. and I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the the baggage of the idea that. This is the only time. Oh no 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 no! What I'm saying though is there yeah. are there are things that you can set up sacred spaces. Right. That's not what we're saying. We're saying that heathenry is a a path that you can worship anywhere right. or venerate anywhere. You can have a small altar in your home. You can have home bloats. If you like, we just did the off bloat. What was it? Wednesday night. Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Some, night. Some, yeah. One night this week, um, where. All I did was I took my son out. We said thank you to the elves. 
we gave them a little apple pie and we gave them some meat and it was short it was five minutes it was like and he's kind of like why are we doing this and then i explained it but it's kind of like this is just a small thing to do this is just one of those little things right and i've talked about the sacred things like we talked about the last thing you know things have sacred meanings and they have spirits within them that we we look toward and we gravitate to so you know we, we can have a bloat at a riverside or if we think a rock is sacred you know right, what I mean? Right. We can do that. It doesn't matter where we have it. We don't have to have it in that one spot each and every time. And we need to begin to honor other things. That's where the baggage comes in, though. So, you know, one of the things I want us to start looking at is our baggage that we're carrying with us from one to the other, what we're expecting to come out of one or out of the other. And even within the heathen community, we have this problem. Like, we talked about when we, um, our kindred, we had a new guy come into our kindred, and he wanted to do it this way because that's how they did it in his kindred. You know, he wasn't understanding that he's in a totally different kindred now and that things are different for our kindred than they were for his kindred because we do things a different way than they do. Not that we did them wrong or they did them wrong. It wasn't that. It's just that we did things differently. And a lot of times that baggage causes us a lot of um, turmoil and strife where if we just understand that people do things differently, we're not telling him he can't do that. He can do that in his own home whenever he wants to or with his family whenever he wants to. We just don't do it in a group setting together. You know, we even offered for him to take a specific number of people with him or people that wanted to participate in that with him to do that. And even that was too much to ask because his baggage was too big for him to understand that we didn't do that. Right. So we have to really look at our baggage and what we're doing and how it affects the full kindred, how it affects our frith with our kindred, how it affects our frith with the gods and the ancestors. I mean, a lot of people go into things with expectations. And especially today, as I talked about before with the young heathens where, you know, Thor is pretty prevalent right now and everything um, Viking is pretty prevalent right now. And those are all cool right now. But once they actually get in, it's not what they think it is. It's not what they anticipated it to be. It's not LARPing. It's not us getting together and just having mock battles all the time and things like that. It's not a video game where we're all playing a video game all the time. Um, so they get really, I don't want to say depressed quickly in it, but they find that they lose favor in it really quickly because it's not what they thought it was. And that's their baggage to carry, but... We all have our own baggage that we need to carry and that we need to move around. Yeah, I, and I think you and I were luck, lucky in a regard because when we started looking into heathenry and Asatru and, and this path, it wasn't as mainstream yeah or as prevalent as it or is now as popular it's almost yeah. like it's almost like going to back to that old song i was country when country wasn't cool yeah, yeah. because you know it, it was research and you had mm -hmm. to find information 
And it was becoming a little bit more, a little yeah, it wasn't easier even in, I was going to say, it wasn't even on the internet or anything. Not this is really. even before Vikings. Right, right. so this was, yeah. yeah, this was way before Vikings. It was, oh, they're doing a class on mead and heathenry. Well, let's see what they're talking about, because Joe's doing winemaking, he's learning right. about mead, and they talk about heathenry, he's like, oh, I'd like to learn more, and the guy's like, well, you have to come to this, 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 and this. Right. You have to learn about this, 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 you have to find this, 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 and this book, and this. Right. So, it was more more about you know doing the research and and not having the expectations not right. having that kind of larping or fantasy yeah. or you know this is how this is how they did it in viking so this is how we have to do it now right. i don't want to say you know i don't want to be the old guy you guys you youngsters have it so easy now you just get on the internet and you look but really that's that's honestly it i mean when i was first getting into heathenry there was no looking on the internet. I mean, I was lucky if I could find a poetic edda on the internet to even look at. I think I went to LibriVox and found Children of Odin. That was the first thing I ever found that pertained to heathenry on the internet. So, and that was more like a storybook than actually yeah, uh, any yeah. kind of information on yeah. on guiding you through. And the only resource that you could really find on guiding you through making rituals or anything like that was the Asatru Folk Assembly. Yeah, yeah. That was the only thing on the internet yeah, that they would give you any the power clue. To out there. Yeah, and the Troth, and no offense to the Troth, um, they kept their stuff pretty much... Well, they still I, I don't keep want to say he, stuff. hidden, but more in the background where they want you to join and learn from them the right way rather than learning on your own, which is a good thing. And I think they still do that yeah. for the most part. They yeah. still kind of hold their stuff to their own, like... You kind of start to need to be a trusted member right. to get to the information that's that's necessary. Well, so, they want you to learn right. Right, that's exactly. Thing, right. And like so, the only resource we we really had at that point was the AFA, and yeah. you know, so we've gone through and used their rituals and right. used them as a guideline and use them. We didn't follow their their belief system belief system right. at all but we had no other choice but to use them as a guideline to start our rituals and start right. our ceremonies and start seeing how a kindred was run it this is the only resource we had right so today you know that baggage that you know those people bring with them are big i mean you got to understand that like you know when we first came on we were expecting this, we were expecting that, we were expecting the other thing, and none of that was there, so it required a lot of learning, it required a lot of reading, it required a, required a ton of research that was just unbelievable. And I say this all the time to everybody, this is not an easy religion if you don't feel like reading or learning. And more and more we're finding the people that are coming on with the baggage of, I just want to sit back in a pew, listen to what the big head honcho has to say, and leave for the week and not come back, or leave for the month and not come back. So that's all baggage we have to learn to begin working around and working with to help the new heathens get through their stuff. Yeah, and I think we were also, I think we were really lucky at the time when we moved to Utah, what was that, 10 years ago now? Yeah, they had, had a heathen store just yeah. out of the blue. We had, we had found a heathen store in Salt Lake City of all places, like just out of yeah. the blue, just... Oh, and it was literally everything heathen. Any kind yep. of book we wanted, any yep. kind of um, anything that was involving runes or yep. 
They had oath rings. They had. I mean, that's where I learned about Viking weed. Everything. Yeah. We learned about Viking weed and nail turning there. Yeah. They had tunics and garb and everything. And it wasn't like LARPing garb. It was ceremonial garb. Yeah. And you know herbal stuff and and magic stuff. Anything that you could think of that would involve heathenry was there. In in Mormon Central, it was it was heathenry. So. We were lucky to be able to use that as a resource. As yeah, the well. guy there was really great. I don't remember his name, but he was really great. I mean, you could just go there and ask him questions, or call him up and ask him questions. And he was a really good um, resource for finding stuff for me. Yeah. So I was really pleased with him. They, he even had mead making supplies. Yeah, he had mead making supplies, everything. So we were, yeah. we were, we have been fortunate to have people to guide us slowly through this and, and not have this pop. Pop, pop culture vomit thrown at us, you know, yeah. before the Thor movies and before Vikings and before, you know, you know, we have the Northman movie and all this other stuff that has all these Norse things involved yeah. in it now. Yep. And we look at it and go, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> but with that said, I mean, again, but you got to remember that this is what these people are coming to us with. You know, this is the pop culture things they're watching and learning about. And this is what they think our culture really is. And when they're jumping into it, that's what they think they're jumping into. They're not realizing that it's a real, viable, path, culture, lifestyle that they'll need to change some things they're doing. And they don't like that. Right. And it's not about gatekeeping either. We're not going to say you can't come in because no, you no, no, no. Thor fascinating in the movies. Right. And you want to, okay, that's the, that's your image of Thor. That's right. what you think of as Thor. That's fine. But we still bring them in and teach them the truth. Let's though. start you off with that image right. and let's build on that. And let's work on it and getting you to a more, accurate image mm-hmm. of what Thor is and what Loki is and you know all these other all these other gods let's get you a more accurate right. representation so what I recommend for you being you know the modern heathen man being modern is I recommend that you begin to sit down and maybe make a list of the baggage that you have brought with you and see how it's affected your walk with the gods with the ancestors with the iron here you are with the housewives or the things around you um, really begin to take a note as to the baggage that you yourself are carrying not that it's a bad baggage not that it's a good baggage just that it's in general that you keep it in check to understand that sometimes we're not supposed to do this or that or the other thing as heathens sometimes we're not supposed to but we do anyway and it still works out okay and that's all right but with all that said to be a better heathen is to truly gain a good frith with the gods, with your ancestors, and really know what the world is about and understand the, you know, the spiritualism of the world itself. Um, and a lot of times we're blocked by the baggage that we carry, and a lot of times it's a speed bump in our path that we don't even realize is even there. So if we could start to take a, a note of those things and start to take a note of... Um, how we're going to deal with them. Like some of my friends talk about, they don't read very well. Okay. And they're, they're not very good readers. Well, that that's fine because most stuff you can actually have and listen to. I mean, we're, the benefit today is I can look up YouTube and go there and say, I want to hear the poetic Edda. Right. And it's on there. You know what I mean? Um, children of Odin is on LibriVox. We could just listen to it. A lot of the Norse, um, 
Norse mythology yeah, by mythology. Neil Gaiman is yeah, on, on YouTube, YouTube as yeah. an audio book that you can sit there and listen to. And honestly, that's what we've been falling asleep yep. to at night is yep. Norse stories. You know, yep. we'll pick up one of these sleep story things and it'll be a Norse story. And yep. so we're listening to it as we're falling asleep at night. And even the sagas are available to just listen to. Um, if you go to your library and see if they have the audiobooks, a lot of them have access to audiobooks so you can get the sagas and everything on audiobook and you know put it in your cd player while you're going down the road but or on your phone like there's so many audiobook apps like our library has one called libby and there's like over 2,000 audiobooks on there and you can listen to them through bluetooth on your car or something like that there's so many ways and and you know heathens now are lucky to be able to find all those resources and there's some baggage which you can't cure right away and it, you know, may never be cured. You know, there's things where people have hurt you or done things to you. Even in our own path, people have, you know, I'm always saying we can't get along with ourselves. How do we expect the world to get along with us? Um, that's a truth. And I'm sorry to say it, you know, we can't even find ourselves in a happy place. I'll say tack, you know what I mean? The Satri Community Incorporated. They have been torn apart and ripped apart because of this, that, the other thing. And they could say whatever it is, but the bottom line is that's a baggage that people are now carrying with them that can never be fixed because they looked at that place as a resource for them. That resource fell apart, and now they don't trust anything else to be a good resource for them. So that's a piece of baggage that they have to carry with them now. And it's not for... I don't want to say it's not anybody's fault. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not going to call anybody out specifically. But what I'm going to say is those things could have stayed in the background, but now it's baggage for somebody to carry with them. You know? It, it, it's, it's, they, they could have put on a face for the new members, the members of TAC, this and that. Right. Kept all of the infighting in the background and right. focused on. What is important here? It's the it's the, the, membership. the membership. Right. It's getting the word out there. Let's take a step back and get all the information right. out there, and let's deal with our problems and our issues and our infighting later. But let's focus on what we need to focus on. Right. So now we have a bunch of new heathens that were there and maybe carrying baggage with them. So we need to be a little, you know, um, not I don't want to say nicer, but we need to be a little more patient with them. And understand that people have this baggage and have these things they bring with them. Um, a lot of the people that have come from, I don't want to say witchcraft, but the witchcraft area or a different path in heathenry come to us. And they're like, oh, well, this happened to me in my last place. And this happened to me here. And this happened to me there. And they come with the idea that these are the same type of people and we're not. So all this baggage that we have, we just need to start to look at and ourselves. We need to begin looking at ourselves and seeing the baggage that we have that we're carrying with us that may be impacting somebody else. So, right. with that said, I don't have much more. Do you have anything else to add? I don't think so. So let's uh, let's become better heathens by looking at our, our baggage that we hold. Um, tomorrow I'm going to have our bloat. So we'll be coming to you. It was supposed to be today. Yeah, but it's um, raining and pouring and thundering and lightning. Yeah, and, Thor yeah. came to visit us today. So, yeah. so <laughs> hopefully tomorrow we'll be able to do it. I'm going to have... Uh, this with me, so Modern Heathen Man is going to come with uh, a bunch of people talking, so you'll be able to hear different stuff from other people on Heathenry. I'm going to have quite a few people there. Um, I want to add that I do have a Patreon now, if you want to help support Modern Heathen Man. 
I'd like to actually start getting um, a camera and doing some things live, like at the bloats and stuff, recording them, so I can put them onto the uh, Facebook page. I also have a Facebook group on there and a Facebook page, um, so I'll put it on both of those. Uh, I'd like to do that and get some better recording equipment because I'm recording on my phone right now. So and your phone is actually better than the microphone we have attached yeah. to the computer. Right. So I'm trying to get some better equipment and bring you a better modern heathen man. Um, so if you want to, you can go ahead on that Patreon and do that. Or you can just donate on here, whichever you'd like to do. It's up to you. Um, you don't have to, though. I just uh, like that you guys help support me by sending my stuff out. Um, and I really do appreciate every one of you. But I want to hail you today for trying to be a better heathen. I want to hail each and every one of you for that. Um, it's really important. It's really important that our walk keeps going forward. It's really important that we learn from one another how to be better heathens. So I want to thank you for joining me for Modern Heathen Man. Thank you. And my wife, Kelly. Um, and I want to tell you that we will talk to you hopefully tomorrow. Hopefully. Thank you so much. Yeah. Bye-bye.